Um, um, brothers and sisters, you are tuned into It Be How It Is, the podcast. This is a podcast with the goal of exploring any and all subjects pertaining to this reality. We're talking space, we're talking business, we're talking friendships, we're talking planet Earth, Mother Nature, everything. Nothing's off the table. This will be hosted by your friendly neighborhood friends, Brooklyn and Geo. We're a young couple out of Arizona, and we're in no way, shape, or form qualified to talk about any of this stuff. So feel free to make us feel bad in the comment section of our YouTube channel. Our goal is to start a discussion amongst ourselves so that we can learn to be more cohesive as a naked ape species on this wet rock spinning through space. As a token of our gratitude, we'd love to give you a bunch of gratitude points. You can spend the day being gracious for whatever you want. And if you run out, come back for more. We got too much of this stuff. Thanks again. Let's begin. I want to talk about leadership today. I won't spend too much time just because this is going to be a solo episode. Or I might fuse this with a discussion on leadership later down the road. Maybe I make it a two-part series. I don't know. We'll see. But I do want to talk about leadership and my experience with leadership, both being led and being in the role of a leader. And I just want to spark an inner monologue with some of you who have never really meditated on the ideas of leadership or maybe who struggle with leadership. But I'm not going to make you believe that I'm going to help you become a better leader, nor that I am a good leader myself, but I do want to talk about it. So, let's do it. Before we begin, I am going to chug this water because I am dehydrated. I don't know why I'm speaking like this. And what's weird is <clears throat> when I get on the mic, I want to be very careful with what I say. So <laughs> I speak very slowly and if my voice seems a little monotonous, maybe I'm not moving at a quick enough pace for you, I am sorry. Feel free to change the playback speed on your platform, whatever way you're seeing this or hearing this. So, I, I only have a few ideas to touch on on leadership here today. Number one is what constitutes good versus bad leadership. And number two, how do you become a good leader 
as an agreeable person. I myself being a very agreeable person, that's just where my temperament swings towards. I, by default, can be a people pleaser. I just want to make everybody happy. I strongly dislike getting into arguments, being argumentative, and negative emotions. <clears throat> I don't know if that's uh, learned or inherited uh, aspect of myself, but it is how it is. So I have to learn to work around my agreeable proclivities in order to become a solid leader or a better leader than if I were to not work on those aspects of myself. And I don't want to say that I succeeded as a leader, but I do want to say that I improved as a leader when I did have to take that leadership role. So for those of you who don't know, I do have a sales background. I worked for a sales company for about four years, about four years. And out of those four years, I spent two years in some sort of management position whether it was being a sales manager and coaching and leading a sales team or creating and operating my very own sales team, being the owner of my own small business for a while. I've done both and I was forced to grow as a leader. I had to, there was no way around it, especially when you open up your own business, it's yours. You're the head of the ship. You are the captain. You don't get to not be a leader. Whether you're good at it, whether you're bad at it, you know, that's up to you. And that's, uh, it's also potentially a subjective take. Maybe there isn't a perfect leader, but there definitely are effective leaders out there. So, what constitutes a good leader? Well, to figure that out, I think we have to ask ourselves the question of, what is the goal of being a leader? Well, the goal is to accomplish the mission. If you're a soccer coach, it's to win a state championship. If you are a leader in a nonprofit organization where you're wanting to raise awareness and raise funds for your project, then it is the completion of that project. It is the funding of the project and it is the execution of that mission. If it's in business, sales specifically, it's to create business, to generate a revenue, 
to create income, to acquire customers and clients, to build the business, to layer the business. And if we're going to look at it from that stance, then the question to the the answer to that question is, you know, a good leader is a leader who accomplishes the mission, and a bad leader is one who doesn't. Simply put. You know, you don't necessarily need to be a well-liked leader. You don't need to be the most beloved leader to make these things happen. You know, you can be a rather disagreeable person, someone who people maybe don't quite like to be around. But if you create the results, the people have really honestly no other option but to respect your leadership. Maybe not your tactics, maybe not the way that you treat your people, maybe not your systems and your programs, but they have to at least respect and acknowledge your results. So being a good leader doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a kind leader, a fun leader, a loving leader. Although those characteristics obviously are wanted. People want to feel appreciated. They want to feel respected and loved and treated correctly. Absolutely. But that's not necessarily your job all the time. Now, if you're, if the job at hand, the task at hand is to be a good parent, well then, that's a different discussion. You know, I believe that to be a good parent, you do have to be able to be strict at times. You have to be able to give clear guidance, set clear boundaries, but you do have to be able to love your children, to empathize with them, to help them grow up to become healthy, happy, fulfilled versions of themselves, or to at least put them on the right track to create that for themselves. And in that sense, I think that if people can apply that same mentality of this fatherly or motherly love, where they're strict when they need to be, and they're forgiving when they need to be, and they can find that balance. And if they can duplicate that approach to their business, to their event planning, to whatever it is, whatever organization that they are wanting to lead, I feel like they will create good results. And not only that, they'll be able to foster a cohesive environment where people want to come back to you. They work for you out of admiration versus fear. Because you can lead people by fear. I've experienced it where I worked in an environment where the underperformers were cut. 
They were fired. Or they were put on the, fi the path of being fired. They were outed. And people started to work harder, not because they were... in love with the mission or because they had a passion for the business or because they felt motivated by the leader, they worked out of fear of losing their job. And yeah, it was it created exactly what the leader wanted. It was more effective. But the environment changed. It was dull. It was uptight. It wasn't a loving environment. And one can argue that in the long run, the results were worse because the turnover was higher. People didn't want to be there. People left when they could. As soon as they found another job or a second option, they bounced. So... I would argue that a leader, an effective leader, needs to learn to be effective in the short and the long term. And yes, fear-based leadership will be very effective in the short term. But in the long term, don't expect to retain your team. Don't expect to retain your workers, especially those who value respect, especially those who value themselves, especially those who have high esteem, especially those who have been treated with respect their whole lives and who have came, who have come from loving families, who taught them these values. You can't expect them to stick around with you long term. You know, it does require for you to take a step back and learn to appreciate some of your people. You know, if you're the type of leader who likes to take credit, you like admiration and respect. At the end of the day, who doesn't? A lot, every, I don't want to say everybody does, but a lot of people love that. But if you learn how to praise your people and give them credit for your success, you know, you'll inspire them to work for you, to keep on working for you and to work for you even better. What you appreciate, appreciates. And, you know, one thing that I found that was very effective is if I saw results in the business that I liked and I wanted those things to be duplicated, I would praise the person for the actions that they took to get that result. I would put them on the pedestal, I'd put them in the front of the room, and I would say, hey, so-and-so has been killing it this week because so-and-so has been grinding their butt off. They've been finding creative solutions to all these problems. And that's why they're the top rep this week. And people would want to do that. Yeah, paychecks, you know, in sales especially, a lot of companies have this, sales companies have a proclivity to pedestalize their salesmen and saleswomen who make the big paychecks, who have a high income. 
and they pedestalize the income, the money that was earned. And where they're missing the boat a lot of the time is that to create those results across your entire organization, it'd be a lot more effective for you to praise the actions. Then your people will know what to do to create those same results. They'll ask questions to those people who created those results on their strategies. And in the long run, it's better for your business. So, what constitutes good leadership, in my opinion, is effectiveness, both in the short term and the long term. And one of the best ways to create that effectiveness is to play the role of the loving but stern father or mother. To be able to find that balance in your character where you can praise when you need to praise but you can be stern when you need to be stern and not play the role of the tyrant leader the narcissist right the person who works through fear and domination because again, your results will be great in the short term, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee your long-term success or fulfillment. Now, agreeable people. People who have a proclivity towards pleasing others. People who stray away from conflict people who love to love people who are a little bit more tender light-spirited I don't want to give you delusions that you can't be effective as a leader because like I mentioned previously, you have to have both polarities in your character to be effective. You have to have your loving side. And that's where agreeable people tend to win. Is that love is their strength. And it shows through the friendships that they can create with their peers. And sometimes with their subordinates. But the problem can sometimes come from becoming too close with your subordinates. You're too much of a friend and you're not enough of a leader. You act as if, you're, as if you are their peer and not the, the leader. They forget that they're the subordinate. And they treat you as an exact equal but you have to keep a sort of illusion of a hierarchy 
where you do take the throne, where you are the captain of the ship. And that doesn't mean that you don't take criticism from your people. Be open to criticism. Be open to judgments. But when you see your subordinates act out of line, when they're not following through on what they were hired for or what they told you that they would do, you have to know that it is your job at that point to put your metaphorical foot down, to tell them clearly and concisely how they're messing up, what they're doing wrong, and how it's affecting you and your business. And you have to ask them how they plan on moving forward in a more productive and professional and positive way. You have to be able to make that distinction with your people where they understand, again, that you are the person in leadership. And it can be hard for a lot of agreeable people because you have to be stern sometimes. You have to have those tough and crucial conversations. And if you've never done that before, you'll have to learn to be oftentimes okay with conflict. You'll have to ruminate on arguments sometimes and I'm not telling you to pick fights with all your representatives and with all your subordinates just for the sake of it, but I am telling you to be okay with having to let people go. If it's for the sake of the group, when you have one virus in the group that is bringing the rest of the group down, they are not holding their end of the bargain. And if they're consistently hindering the results of your organization, you have to be okay with letting them go. It doesn't mean that you just let them go and you don't give them a chance. You want to give them a chance. You want to give them the opportunity to change and to become better versions of themselves. But if they're not learning, they're not changing, they're overstepping their boundaries. You have to be able to let them go. And when you can operate from a place of abundance, you're not scared of losing people. That's when you tend to attract more. Because people have a clear understanding of your leadership. People want to be led. You know, I've heard people say, you know, they your people do not need a friend. They need a strong leader. Your kids do not need another friend. They need a strong parent. Your insert group here does not need a friend. It needs a clear leader. And when we can create better leaders, 
in our societies and we can put them in positions of power, places that need good leadership, that's when we will start seeing great results all across the board. If we can put the right people in the right places at the right time, we can create a better society. I truly and strongly and firmly believe this. In our government, in our, the businesses that run through our country and our schools, you know, with our principals and the deans, we need strong leadership. It is imperative that we create better leaders for our country, for our world. Imperative. Right. We need to learn to take the role of the loving mothers and fathers, the tough love approach to leadership. So those are my thoughts on leadership. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I had a blast rambling. I know this one was a little bit more deep, a little bit more heavy. I promise not every single episode will be this way. I will talk about subjects that are more fun, more uh, we'll say out of left field and a lot less heavy. But, you know, this was a very important topic that I really wanted to, to share my opinion on. Again, this is my opinion. And like I stated in the intro, if you don't agree with me, if there's something that I said that you see a clear problem with, please let me know. Because part of the reason why I do this is to be able to learn more, to become better myself, to have a more multidimensional build to my character and I welcome all criticism in the comment section of this video please cite references for me to research and learn from if you have arguments or you have opinions that are congruent with my thoughts and you have links to those things, please let me know. And if you have a burning desire to speak on something that you believe is strongly important, please, please let me know. I would love to set up a Zoom call with you or to meet with you in person and to have a discussion for this podcast. Or I'd encourage you to exercise your voice, to exercise your opinion, and start a podcast of your own. Why the hell not? We have the technology available to us. We live in a great time where everyone can have a voice. And I feel like more people need to speak up about what they think, why they think that way, 
and they need to be open to criticism as well. To understand that they need to be just a little bit more open-minded sometimes. That the world is not black and white, that there is the gray area, and if you learn to live in the gray, you may have a better experience in life. Thanks again, everyone. Peace, love, have a great day. Thank you guys for spending some time with us today. You can help us out a ton if you drop a like on the video for the YouTube algorithm. Subscribe to us for upcoming content, turn on notifications, and drop a comment in the comment section below. And thank you to the artists who hooked it up with the Sweet Jams. Their links are in the description box. And you can follow us on Instagram at itbehowitis and Twitter at itbehowitispodcast. Thanks again. Y'all are awesome. Peace out. Bye.